Good evening, friends. Today is Wednesday, or I'm sorry, today is Tuesday, the 3rd of March, 2020. Our readings for this evening are Psalms 47 and 48, Genesis 37, 12 through 24, 1 Corinthians 1, 20 through 31, and the Gospel of Mark 1, 14 through 28. Blessed are you, O God, the God of our forebears, creator of the changes of day and night, giving rest to the weary, renewing the strength of those who are spent, bestowing upon us occasions of song in the evening. As you have protected us in the day that is past, so be with us in the coming night. Keep us from every sin, every evil, and every fear, for you are our light and salvation and the strength of our life. To you be glory for endless ages. Amen. Let our prayers be set forth in your sight as incense. The lifting up of our hands is the evening sacrifice. Dear friends in Christ, here in the presence of Almighty God, let us kneel in silence and with penitent and obedient hearts confess our sins, so that we may obtain forgiveness by God's infinite goodness and mercy. Most merciful God, we confess that we have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed, by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. We are truly sorry, and we humbly repent. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us and forgive us, that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways to the glory of your name. Amen. Almighty God, have mercy on us. Forgive us all our sins through the grace of Jesus Christ. Strengthen us in all goodness, and by the power of the Holy Spirit, keep us in eternal life. Amen. O God, make speed to save us. O God, make haste to help us. Praise to the Holy and Undivided Trinity, one God, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. O gracious light, pure brightness of the ever-living Creator in heaven, O Jesus Christ, holy and blessed, now as we come to the setting of the sun and our eyes behold the vesper light, we sing your praises, O God, Creator, Word incarnate, and Holy Spirit. You are worthy at all times to be praised by happy voices, O Son of God, O Giver of life, and to be glorified through all the worlds. Psalms 47 and 48 Clap your hands, all you people. Shout to God with loud songs of joy. For God, the Most High, is awesome, a great ruler over all the earth. God subdued people, uh, peoples under us and nations under our feet. God chose our heritage for us. The pride of Jacob, whom God loves. God has gone up with a shout. God with the sound of a trumpet. Sing praises to God, sing praises. Sing praises to our ruler, sing praises. For God is the ruler of all the earth. Sing praises with a psalm. 
God is king over the nations. God sits on God's holy throne. The princes of the people gather as the people of the God of Abraham. For the shields of the earth belong to God. God is highly exalted. Psalm 48. Great is God and greatly to be praised in the city of our God. God's holy mountain, beautiful in elevation, is the joy of all the earth. Mount Zion in the far north, the city of the great ruler within its citadels, God has shown himself a sure defense. Then the rulers assembled. They came on together. As soon as they saw it, they were astounded. They were in panic. They took to flight, trembling to cold of them there. Pains as of a woman in labor, as when an east wind shatters the ships of Tarshish. As we have heard, so we have seen, in the city of the God of hosts, in the city of our God, which God establishes forever. We ponder your steadfast love, O God, in the midst of your temple. Your name, O God, like your praise, reaches to the ends of the earth. Your right hand is filled with victory. Let Mount Zion be glad. Let the towns of Judah rejoice because of your judgments. Walk about Zion. Go all around it. Count its towers. Consider well its ramparts. Go through its citadels, that you may tell the next generation that this is God, our God forever and ever. God will be our guide forever. Praise to the Holy and Undivided Trinity. One God, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. A reading from Genesis, chapter 37, verses 12 through 24. Now his brothers went to pasture their father's flock near Sechem, near Sechem. And Israel said to Joseph, Are not your brothers pasturing the flock at Sechem? Come, I will send you to them. He answered, Here I am. So he said to him, Go now, see if it is well with your brothers and with the flock, and bring word back to me. So he sent him from the valley of Hebron. He came to Sechem, and a man found him wandering through the fields. The man asked him, What are you seeking? I am seeking my brothers, he said. Tell me, please, where they are pasturing the flock. The man said, They have gone away, for I heard them say, Let us go to Dothan. So Joseph went after, the brother, went after his brothers and found them at Dothan. They saw him from a distance, and before he came near to them, they conspired to kill him. They said to one another, Here comes this dreamer. Come now, let us kill him and throw him into the one of the pits. Then we shall say that a wild animal has devoured him. And we shall see what will become of his dreams. But when Reuben heard it, he delivered him out of their hands, saying, Let us not take his life. Reuben said to them, Shed no blood. 
Throw him into this pit here in the wilderness, but lay no hand on him, that he might rescue him out of their hand and restore him to his father. So when Joseph came to his brothers, they stripped him of his robe, the long robe with sleeves that he wore, and they took him and threw him into a pit. The pit was empty. There was no water in it. Hear what the Spirit is saying to God's people. Thanks be to God. Canticle D, A Song of the Wilderness The wilderness and the dry land shall be glad. The desert shall rejoice and blossom. It shall blossom abundantly and rejoice with joy and singing. They shall see the glory of God, the majesty of our God. Strengthen the weary hands and make firm the feeble knees. Say to the anxious, be strong, do not fear. Here is your God coming with judgment to save you. Then shall the eyes of the blind be opened, and the ears of the deaf be unstopped. Then then shall the lame leap like a deer, and the tongue of the speechless sing for joy. For waters shall break forth in the wilderness, and streams in the desert. The burning sand shall become a pool, and the thirsty ground springs of water. The ransomed of God shall return with singing, with everlasting joy upon their heads. Joy and gladness shall be theirs, and sorrow and sighing shall flee away. Praise to the holy and undivided Trinity, one God, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. A reading from 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verses 10, excuse me, verses 20 through 31. Where is the one who is wise? Where is the scribe? Where is the debater of this age? Has not God made foolish the wisdom of the world? For since in the wisdom of God the world did not know God through wisdom, God decided through the foolishness of our proclamation to save those who believe. For Jews demand signs and Greeks desire wisdom. But we proclaim Christ crucified a stumbling block to Jews and foolishness to Gentiles. But to those who are the called, both Jews and Greeks, Christ the power of God and the wisdom of God. For God's foolishness is wiser than human wisdom, and God's weakness is stronger than human strength. Consider your own call, my brothers and sisters. Not many of you were wise by human standards. Not many were powerful. Not many were of noble birth. But God chose what is foolish in the world to shame the wise. God chose what is weak in the world to shame the strong. God chose what is low and despised in the world, things that are not, to reduce to nothing things that are, so that no one might boast in the presence of God. He is the source of your life in Christ Jesus, who became for us wisdom from God, and righteousness, and sanctification, and redemption. In order that as it is written, let the one who boasts, boast in God. Hear what the Spirit is saying to God's people. Thanks be to God. Canticle P, A Song of the Spirit. Behold, I am coming soon, says God, 
and bringing my reward with me, to give to everyone according to their deeds. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the first and the last, the beginning and the end. Blessed are those who do God's commandments, that they may have the right to the tree of life and, enter, and may enter the city through the gates. I, Jesus, have sent my angel to you with this testimony for all the churches. I am the root and the offspring of David. I am the bright morning star. Come, say the Spirit and the Bride. Come, let each hearer reply. Come forward, you who are thirsty. Let those who desire take the water of life as a gift. Praise to the holy and undivided Trinity, one God, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. The Holy Gospel of our gracious Jesus Christ. According to Mark. Praise to you, gracious Christ. Mark chapter 1, verses 14 through 28. Now after John was arrested, Jesus came to Galilee, proclaiming the good news of God and saying, The time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God has come near. Repent and believe in the good news. As Jesus passed along the Sea of Galilee, he saw Simon and his brother Andrew casting a net into the sea, for they were fishermen. And Jesus said to them, Follow me, and I will make you fish for people. And immediately they left their nets and followed him. As he went a little further, he saw James, son of Zebedee, and his brother John, who were in their boat mending the nets. Immediately he called them. And they left their father Zebedee in the boat with the hired men and followed him. They went to Capernaum, and when the Sabbath came, he entered the synagogue and taught. They were astounded at his teaching, for he taught them as one having authority and not as the scribes. Just then there was in their synagogue a man with an unclean spirit, and he cried out, What have you to do with us, Jesus of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. But Jesus rebuked him, saying, Be silent and come out of him. And the unclean spirit, convulsing him and crying with a loud voice, came out of him. They were all amazed, and they kept on asking one another, What is this, a new teaching with authority? He commands even the demon, even the unclean spirits, and they obey him. At once his fame began to spread throughout the surrounding region of Galilee. The Gospel of Jesus Christ. Praise to you, gracious Christ. Let us affirm our faith together. We will use the new affirmation of faith written by John Schiminger of St. John's Grace, my church, based on Ephesians 3, 14 through 17 and using inclusivity or inclusive language. We believe in God, the nurturer and teacher, 
from whom is named every family in heaven and on earth. We believe in Jesus Christ, begotten of divine love, who lives in our hearts through faith and fills us with that love. We believe in God, the Holy Spirit. She strengthens us with power from on high. We believe in one God, source of all being, love incarnate, spirit of truth. Amen. God be with you, and also with you. Let us pray. Our Creator in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your sovereignty come, your will be done, on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins, as we forgive those who sin against us. Save us from the time of trial, and deliver us from evil. For the sovereignty, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. That this evening may be holy, good, and peaceful, we entreat you, O God. That your holy angels may lead us in paths of peace and goodwill, we entreat you, O God. That we may be pardoned and forgiven for our sins and offenses, we entreat you, O God. That there may be peace to your church and to the whole world, we entreat you, O God. That we may depart this life in your faith and fear and not be condemned before the great judgment seat of Christ, we entreat you, O God. That we may be bound together by your Holy Spirit in the communion of St. John, St. Paul, St. Clair, St. Julian, and all your saints, entrusting one another in all our life to Christ, we entreat you, O God. Almighty God, whose blessed Son was led by the Spirit to be tempted by Satan, come quickly to help us who are assaulted by many temptations. And as you know the weaknesses of each of us, let each one find you mighty to save, through Jesus Christ, your Son, our God, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Most holy God, the source of all good desires, all right judgments, and all just works, give to us, your servants, that peace which the world cannot give, so that our minds may be fixed on the doing of your will, and that we, being delivered from the fear of all enemies, may live in peace and quietness through the mercies of Christ Jesus our Savior. Amen. Be our light in the darkness, O God, and in your great mercy defend us from all perils and dangers of this night. For the love of your only Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. O God, the life of all who live, the light of the faithful, the strength of those who labor, and the repose of the dead. We thank you for the blessings of the day that is past and humbly ask for your protection through the coming night. Bring us in safety to the morning hours through the one who died and rose again for us, your Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Gracious Christ, stay with us, for evening is at hand and the day is past. Be our companion in the way, Kindle our hearts and awaken hope, that we may know you as you are revealed in Scripture and the breaking of bread. Grant this for the sake of your love. Amen. Keep watch, dear God, 
with those who work or watch or weep this night, and give your angels charge over those who sleep. Tend the sick, gracious Christ. Give rest to the weary, bless the dying, soothe the suffering, pity the afflicted, shield the joyous, and all for your love's sake. Amen. O God, whose parental care reaches to the uttermost parts of the earth, we humbly beseech thee graciously to behold and bless those whom we love, now absent from us. Defend them from all dangers of soul and body, and grant that both they and we, drawing nearer to thee, may be bound together by thy love in the communion of thy Holy Spirit and in the fellowship of thy saints. Through Jesus Christ. Amen. O blessed God, you minister to all who came to you. Look with compassion upon all who through addiction have lost their health and freedom. Restore to them the assurance of your unfailing mercy. Remove from them the fears that beset them. Strengthen them in the work of their recovery. And to those who care for them, give patient understanding and persevering love. Amen. O merciful God, who has taught us in thy holy word that thou dost not willingly afflict or grieve your children, look with pity upon the sorrows of your creation for whom our prayers are offered. Remember them, O God, in mercy. Nourish their soul with patience. Comfort them with a sense of your goodness. Lift up your countenance upon them and give them peace. Through Jesus Christ. Amen. O God, by whom the meek are guided in judgment, and light rises up in darkness for the godly, grant us in all our doubts and uncertainties the grace to ask what thou wouldst have us do, that the spirit of wisdom may save us from all false choices, and that in thy light we may see light, and in thy path may not stumble. Through Jesus Christ. Amen. Strengthen your servant, O God, to go where she has to go and bear what she has to bear, that accepting your healing gifts at the hands of surgeons, nurses, and technicians, she may be restored to wholeness with a thankful heart. Through Jesus Christ. Amen. Blessed Jesus, in the comfort of your love, we lay before you the memories that haunt your child the anxieties that perplex her, the despair that frightens her, and her frustration at her inability to think clearly. Help her to discover your forgiveness in her memories and know your peace in her distress. Touch her, O God, and fill her with your light and your hope. Amen. Christ, light of light, brightness indescribable, the wisdom, power, and glory of God, the Word made flesh. You overcame the forces of Satan, redeemed the world, 
and then ascend it again to the Creator. Grant your child, we pray, in this tarnished world, the shining of your splendor. Send your Archangel Michael to defend us, to guard our going out and coming in, and to bring us safely to your presence, where you reign in the one holy and undivided Trinity, to ages of ages. Amen. All right, let's talk about our readings a little bit. And forgive me, friends. Um, I, those of you who know me and personally might see me, who know me in person, might see me as a fount of boundless energy. But I am exhausted. Um, my schedule just does not permit enough sleep. Um, and so I pray that the hours that I have are made enough. But I find myself at this time, like, just worn out. It was pretty much took everything I had to to say evening prayer instead of going going right to bed tonight. So thank you for being um, that inspiration for me. I really appreciate it. All right, so let's talk about our Psalms. So Psalm 47 uh, is according to my commentary, an enthronement hymn. So it's celebrating the Lord reigning over heaven and earth. And some suggest it was written for a new year festival celebrating the Lord's kingship. kingship, And a universal victory. And there's also, there's some pieces in here that um, speak to at least the way that I interpret them as... God's choice of the Hebrew people as the chosen ones and the rulers of other peoples. And that's somewhat problematic for me because I feel like it, it justifies a position. And I'm in a space in this Lenten season where I feel like we have justified we being the enfranchised in my culture, justified our position over minority peoples for far too long. And, and so I, I think it's problematic when any one people declares themselves to be better or above another people. And I say that, and yet I do it all the time. I, I look down at people groups both in this country and outside of this country that are um, patriarchal, um, that denigrate other subgroups within themselves. And I struggle for sure with um, not turning the hatred back on the oppressor, which I think just perpetuates it. So I, I think in this Lenten season, I need some help to have compassion for 
for the powerful, for the, those, who, for the powerful who abuse the weak. And I, I know I've said before, and I, I still believe it to be true that it all comes from fear and perceived scarcity. You know, the people who have power are unwilling to give up that power. And I, it's tough, right? It's tough not, not to turn around and hate the hater. <laughs> and it takes a lot of discernment and a lot of, of mindfulness and intentionality to know when to stand up and speak, um, when to pick the fight, I guess, to put it a little more simplistically than I would like to. But I think that the point is that that everything belongs to God in the end. And so if we seek God first, as it says elsewhere in scripture, the rest will follow. So help us to do that, God. Help us to discern that. Help us to not become part of the problem. Help us to choose Jesus' third way, which is so difficult, God. I cry out to you for help. Now I sound like a psalmist, huh? Um, Psalm 48 then talks about, um, as my commentary describes it, a hymn to Zion, the place of God's peace, which is far and above any nation that we can find here on this earth. And it's, it's so awe-inspiring that it, it causes fear and trembling in those who see it, not because it is bad, but because it is so amazing. And I think we've all had those moments, those all-filled moments when we are just trembling, shaken in a good way. I think all too often when we get those glimpses of perfect beauty and joy we're afraid of it and I think part of that fear is the fear that it's going to be lost and so as hard as it is I think that it will help us hold on to those glimpses of heaven hold on to the joy and the peace that surpasses all human understanding so the joy and the peace that come from God and belong to us through God by remembering that God's holy city, God's perfect dwelling place, God himself is everlasting and cannot be snatched away. These Things that we love and hold on to so tightly here on earth, you know, be it people that we love or a job that makes us feel important or the money that we think gives us security. Everything comes from God and when we give it to God, God takes much better care of it than we ever could 
And also what God has to offer us is much more than anything that we could have here. So again, difficult as it is, when we learn to surrender to God's perfect love and faith and surrender all the things that we've been clutching when we open our hands and we hold them loosely trusting them to God there is a great freedom that comes from that and I've actually I've been doing a meditation on that um, which is helpful because I, I can be kind of a you know, I'm a word person, but I can also be a very visual person. So visualizing myself giving to God those things that I am afraid of losing does free me from that fear. It is very helpful. Um, I don't know if that might be a helpful practice for you too. And then remembering that anything, and this is a lesson one of my dearest friends started teaching me a while ago, and I think I'll probably be learning my whole life, but knowing that anything that I am grasping so tightly is minuscule compared to what God has for me. So God... We surrender to you everything that we've been clutching or seeking desperately and we choose to rest in your peace and trust in your will. We choose intentionally to cooperate with your way And in this particular season, we turn to you. We focus on you. Amen. Our Old Testament reading is one that definitely seems like the prior or the present circumstances are dire. Joseph is getting thrown in this pit. And if I were Joseph, I'd be really tempted to be really mad at his dad. Why'd you send me out here to these guys? You're sending me right to the wolf. You know what I mean? But we'll see that that's not really exactly what he does. And that through this terrible and heartbreaking and wounding circumstance, total maliciousness, Definitely that which was intended for evil. God uses it not just for his good, but for everyone's. And I think we'll see that play out as we read further. And then I want to say here too, I never really noticed Reuben before. Reuben who tries to mitigate what the other brothers are doing. It kind of reminds me of the fairies in Sleeping Beauty. You know, Maleficent. It wreaks this curse, and then the fairy who hasn't given her blessing yet uses her blessing to try to mitigate the curse. And Reuben is definitely trying to mitigate what's being done to Joseph. One might even say that he saved Joseph because he kept them from killing him, at least. And even though he couldn't have known what was coming 
Next, um, he was a helper even, even though it's a little bit covert, even though it's not the like big standing up on his behalf that we would like to see. So I guess I'd ask for God to open our eyes maybe to see, see the helpers, even the imperfect ones. All right, our New Testament reading. And forgive me, I think I said Old Testament. I've really been trying to retrain myself for Hebrew scripture. So I accidentally read from 2 Corinthians the other day, but that turned out to be a good thing because it was a really good message that I needed to hear that day. So we're kind of back on track today with um, 1 Corinthians. And... It's talking about um, the wisdom that comes from God being so much more than the wisdom or so-called of, of the present time, like earth, earthly wisdom we can learn here. And I think that's huge because we, we strive to learn things. You guys have heard me talk before about like my formulaic period when I was striving to learn the perfect formula um, so that I could get things right and chiefly and primarily set my son up for success, that he would have a better life than I had. And I came to realize that there's not a formula, that God doesn't give us a a formula. We're not just variables, right? It's not like we've got to get the equation exactly right and then everything falls into place. It's so much more complicated than that. And the understanding that is granted to us by God is much more complex and also somehow paradoxically much more simple than the wisdom that we can gain on earth through learning or through the gurus of our time. And our reading here recognizes that that this is a stumbling block, that this can sound like foolishness, that it's hard for our human minds to conceive of, to understand, and yet that supernatural understanding, when again we cooperate with it, when we open ourselves to it, enriches I think the other forms of wisdom on this earth I don't think that that the two are mutually exclusive I don't think that you can be I don't don't think that that having um, faith or supernatural understanding or whatever you want to call it means that then you don't have anything else you don't have book smarts as we call them or street smarts or whatever kind of learning intelligence, wisdom, savvy, you value. I think rather that when we seek the understanding um, of God that can be granted only by God, um, it complements and and deepens and brings other dimensions to the other ways in which we learn. They inform this faithful spiritual understanding informs the other kinds of knowledge expands them 
extrapolates on them and is present in all of them. I believe the wisdom of the Holy Spirit is present in me or with me. Well, both, I guess, in and with me as I read secular texts. Um, I don't think there really is anything that's truly and completely secular when we are close to God, when we are fixed on God. I think God then imbues this world that God created, which makes sense because it is God's creation, right? And so, yes, I consider my call. Uh, Definitely these days I feel small and unworthy. But I trust that that God knows what God's doing. God knew what God was doing when God made me and called me. And it is God who is, as verse 30 says, the source of my life in Christ who became for us wisdom from God and righteousness and sanctification and redemption. It is in and through Christ that I am made enough. And I choose trust. In God who knows more and better and more comprehensively than I could ever imagine. So I trust and I I do my work to be as close to God as I can. Ever, ever closer. And knowing that I will receive what I ask for, wisdom and discernment in God. These things are within God's will. And most of all, love. Let us never forget that it all comes back to love. Lastly, friends, our gospel reading this is a well loved one. The first call to discipleship. Simon, Peter, and Andrew becoming fishers of men. In this Lenten season, as we particularly focus on communal repentance and restoration, may we heed God's call to discipleship. May we allow God to cleanse us of anything that blocks the conduit of God's love in and through us. Any voice that is not ours that is crying out as the unclean spirit's voice did. Let it be silenced and removed. 
better yet, may it be healed, redeemed, returned to God, transformed. May we be transformed. May we rediscover our authentic voices, our true selves, and the Spirit speaking in us. Cleanse us, restore us, redeem us. Speak truly to and in and through us and let us hear your voice within ourselves, O God. Amen. Almighty God, creator of all mercies, we, your creation, give you humble thanks for all your goodness and loving kindness to us and to all whom you have made. We bless you for our creation, preservation, and all the blessings of this life, but above all for your immeasurable love and the redemption of the world by the grace of Jesus Christ for the means of grace and for the hope of glory. And we pray, give us such an awareness of your mercies that with truly thankful hearts we may show forth your praise, not only with our lips but in our lives, by giving up ourselves to your service and by walking before you in holiness and righteousness all our days. Through Jesus Christ, to whom with you and the Holy Spirit be honor and glory throughout all ages. Amen. Let us bless God. Thanks be to God. The grace of Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship with the, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us all evermore. Amen.